0: This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaCanfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the latest edition,
1: Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey, and this will be our final divisional um, preview of the season. We have saved the AFC North for last. It is certainly not least, um, I am Jason Lock you can find me on Twitter at Jason Lock I have the pleasure as always to be joined by my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. And we have both had the pleasure to see um, a fair amount of of this division already this summer uh, with our own eyes. I know Baldy has a trip to Cleveland coming up um, to see the, the Browns. Scrimmage or sort of practice against controlled practice against the Giants, uh, and a lot of expectations for the teams in this division. A lot of history in this division, um, and certainly Baldy as well. A lot of questions about teams in this division, particularly the reigning champion Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yeah, and you know, and and, and for good reason. Uh, you know, you're you're trying to rebuild uh, an offensive line. You're losing. Three three real pillars, you know, when you look at DeCastro and Pouncey and Villanueva, three guys that have been there for the better part of the last six years, almost every single down. And now you're rebuilding with a bunch of young guys, with the with the rookie running back who, by the way, I think uh, looks terrific to yes. me. Yes. And Najee Harris, I mean, you just watch him in limited duty against the Philadelphia Eagles last Thursday night. And you see him just, you know, breaking tackles and, getting yards after contact yes. and you just think the guy, I mean, they've needed a running game and nothing against James Connor or, you know, anybody that's been there, but I mean, this guy looks a little bit different than everybody else that they've had. And I i think they made the right choice. And now it's a question of looking at the offensive line, whether it's Kendrick green at center or Dotson at left guard or Turner at right guard. I mean, it's a, it's a new offensive line. And you could tell that they're working hard to, you know, try to come together, you know, in the first preseason game. And and so I'm looking forward to watching them this week. But that's where it all starts for me. The receivers yep. all come back. Uh we know who they are. We know who Chase Claypool and Juju are and Deontay Johnson. They're all there. Uh, you know, and this question of, you know, how healthy is the quarterback gonna be? And is he gonna trust a new offense line in front of him? And that's to me, that's where it kind of all starts with Pittsburgh right now.
1: Well, and, and it is a little different for Ben. He doesn't have Pouncy there anymore, right? Pouncy was, was sort of the, the heartbeat of the team, the vocal yeah. guy, the one who would gather everybody together on the sidelines and read them the riot act when they needed it, a physical player, a cerebral player, um, and someone who could do a lot of the work for Ben if needed at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you you ran through a lot of the offensive line there, Baldy. That that they don't they don't you know. Kendrick Green's not coming in the league a third round pick out of Illinois with 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 you know the responsibilities yeah. that Pouncey had on the way out. It, it's it's it, this is a little different setup for Ben in a lot of ways. It, new offense, new 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 play caller, new offensive line.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. You know, but eventually teams got to like turn it over. Yeah, and so uh, you know, Pouncey had been missing time. He been missing games. Uh, so, you know, whether it was B.J. Finney, I mean, they had different guys step in there. But it's, you know, it's – eventually you have to turn it over and rebuild it, and that's what they're doing right now. And, look, it's a 17-game schedule. It's not a 16-game schedule. Set, like, I believe just – not just Pittsburgh here, Jason, but really the league. I mean, we're going to be looking at September 12th, September 19th, September 26th as the the official preseason. Like, these games count, right, obviously. Right, Nobody wants to lose them. But you're going to find out an awful lot about your team in those three weeks. Can they stay healthy? Can they play? Can they step up? Can they make the calls in the heat of the moment? Can they finish games? I mean, you, you're going to find out your weaknesses and your strengths. And you can have all these, these uh, controlled scrimmages that everybody's doing. And I'm going to see some this week. Hope to be in Green Bay tomorrow. But, you know... All those are good, and they, they help, and they raise the level of RPMs amongst the practices, and and it's good. You got your equipment on, and you know you can really learn a lot about your team. But uh, you know what used to be our preseason isn't preseason anymore, right? And so September is the new August, and we'll find out a lot about Pittsburgh and what they can do. But I think this is a group that, when you're young like this, new offense, the season is going to dictate like how you develop and week to week. And you just hope by the time you get to October that you've got a pretty good group in front of you and Ben can trust those guys.
1: Well, there you said it. There are going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some things to work out, particularly that five-man unit up front. Zach Banner seems to be the guy who's gotten a little tough love um, from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert there, and and they're kind of crossing their fingers that he's a 17-week performer um because they haven't seen that from him yet. Uh, but the one thing that I-, I came away from watching the the practice I saw Baldy thinking bodes well for them is that young man Najee Harris. He doesn't need you know, uh, a cornfield of daylight to hit the hole. He doesn't need everything to be blocked up, oh, just so perfectly and right for him to get positive yards. That offensive line has been overwhelmed by the Steelers' defensive line in a lot of these practice sessions, yet he keeps finding a way to fall forward for two yards, three yards, five yards, which, frankly, he's probably going to have to do uh, a little bit of that in a regular season, too.
0: Yeah, look, I, I mean, I think he's special. I mean, I, I, I showcased a play on um, my these breakdowns, a six yard gain against the Eagles early in the game. I don't know if it was the second or third play. I mean, the middle linebacker, Singleton, hit him flush, straight, you know, a yard behind the line of scrimmage. And the defense end hit him simultaneous, Derek Barnett, behind the line of scrimmage, and he made six yards. I mean, he ran right through it, you know, and then he, you know, he stumbled and, you know, he, he went through the gauntlet and put his hand down and found his balance and, You know, next thing you later, it's it's six yards later. And he did the same thing on a little, you know, uh, check down screen pass to the left side and, you know, squared up and found a way to gain nine yards, um, a bunch of them after contact. And that's who he looks like he is to me. And uh, very, very tough with great balance and size. And so, look, I mean, Pittsburgh's got a long history of running backs with tremendous size and power. And it kind of fuels... The offense, and I and I expect that's who he's going to be. He's, he's going to make this team tougher. Uh, I think he's going to make the offensive line better. And those matchups you talked about, Jason, with the defensive line, where yeah. there's a, a ton of experience over, on that side of the ball and guys that have played a lot of big games over the years. Um, you know, they'll. I think they know what this kid is all about. I think they recognize. I mean, if you went up to Cam Hayward and said, "What do what, what you think of Najee?" Yeah, yeah, he goes. He's a thumper, man. Yeah, yeah, like I, I mean, I think those guys would tell you the truth about him.
1: Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. On the other side of the ball, Baldy, you think of the Steelers, you, you, tend to think of their linebackers, um, as, as their lifeblood. Historically, um, a, a group that usually has a couple of pro ballers on it at any given time. It's a little different this year, right? I think the Vince William retirement, uh, Williams retirement caught him a little bit off guard. Yeah. Um, they, they, they took a flyer on Melvin Ingram that I, I think will probably prove to be a wise investment, but he's missed a lot of time, and they've got to work him in gradually. And then they make what I think is a sneaky little trade here for Joe Shobert, who I guess, you know, Urban Meyer wasn't a, a huge fan of. I mean, the Jags are eating some of the salary to move him, they bring him in and I think with with the plan, Baldy, to maybe have him wear the dot when he's ready to take a little bit off of Devin yes. Bush, who, you know, is coming back from a major injury and, and maybe free him up just to run around a little more and 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 kind of fly after the football.
0: I think it was a great move. I mean Joe Schober can play in that division. Yes. yes. He, you know, spent a long time obviously in Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, but he you know, he's a productive player. Um, you know, in the passing game, he gets interceptions. He uh, he's around the ball. Uh, you know, he's a tackling machine. I think it's a great pickup. I mean, Spillane is there as a backup now, which is probably where he needs to be. But I think playing behind that defensive line with those defensive tackles, Alu Alu, and you know all the guys that they have there, Hayward and and Tuit, I think he'll get protected and he'll able, he'll be able to really run and clean up. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a really good move. they they have shown a propensity uh, to play a lot of dying yes. where they're only playing one linebacker. Yep. Uh, you know and that seemed to be a good thing even as far back as two years ago. They kind of set the trend in this league on that. And so they may see more of that and if that's the case, who's on the line who you know who's out there at linebacker? Is it Schobert calling the defense? Is it Devin Bush with his young speed coming back from a major injury? Um, I, my guess is it's going to be showbert when they go mm-hmm. to dime right now, uh, which is okay. They get as many, uh, you know, athletic defensive backs on the field as they possibly can. Uh, you know, we're still looking to see who can nail down that spot opposite TJ Watt, uh, Alex Highsmith, Quincy Roche showed up in the first game. Um, a guy that I like coming out of temple and out of Miami. And so they're still trying to, you know, figure out that, you know, exactly what that four man front is going to be. And it could be Ingram to start, uh, but they've got, they've got some possibilities there and some flexibility at that position.
1: Well, we, we can't have a discussion about the Steelers and move on without focusing on the quarterback position. Dwayne Haskins um, outplayed Mason Rudolph from early in camp. When I was there, he showed pretty well in, in the first two of their four preseason games. Cause remember they get the extra one, uh because of the hall of fame game and it's it's not silly to talk about their backup situation because i think you you have to wonder not so much about ben in september baldy but ben in november ben in december ben possibly hitting the wall again um frankly i think it's probably somewhat inevitable and and you know that that quarterback of the future thing is very real for them all of a sudden
0: i agree I agree. You know, Mason Rudolph started against the Eagles on Thursday night, looked fine, made a couple of good throws. Uh, but Haskins came in and has played well. And, you know, it's uh it's a new beginning for him. Uh, you know, when you're when you're the 15th pick in the draft and you're cut loose after less than two years and kind of just told that, you know, go go try it someplace else. I mean, it's a wake-up call. Some of these guys got to get humbled, and I'm sure Dwayne was humbled. So I'm sure he's, you know, alert, paying attention, uh, you know, and taking notes and doing all the things he can to, you know, try and carve out a career. And so I think you're going to get the best of Dwayne Haskins, whatever that is. Uh, He was not impressive in Washington. No. Um, And and his work habits, I think, probably left to be, left some things to be desired, Jason. But this is a good opportunity for him. You know, a coach that's a no-nonsense guy with a new coordinator right here certain way of doing things. Um, You know, I think he'll, he'll learn a lot from Ben and, you know, the competition is, is a good one. I think it's, I think it's valuable. And I think it, you know, the, whoever gets that spot is it's a valuable spot because you're the next man up and you just never know. I mean, we saw two years ago, Jason, Ben go down in the second game of the season and it was over. Yes. And now, I mean, it's, it looks like he's healed from that, you know, that elbow injury, whatever it was. But, you know, that's that's what you're up against when you're talking about a 38, 39-year-old quarterback.
1: Yeah, obviously, everything Ben does is going to be dissected and analyzed as Mike Tomlin tries to avoid his first ever losing season. Uh, down the road in Baltimore, not a whole lot of losing seasons there as well for John Harbaugh and that operation. Uh, however, Baldy, things haven't been particularly smooth for them thus far in camp and the preseason on the offensive side of the ball. They've been forced to run some five-man units out there on the offensive line that are um, uh, far from ideal. They've been getting abused regularly by the Ravens defensive front. I've seen it with my own eyes. I was there Saturday night against New Orleans. It happened uh, all over again. Running three different guys out at left tackle, a um, couple different guys out at right tackle after Villanueva left the game. Zeitler hasn't really practiced to this point, just getting back on the practice field this week as they uh, do their dual practices with the Panthers. Um, Ronnie Stanley is not a shoe in to be himself week one. There's a process involved with him coming off multiple uh, ankle surgeries, uh, which means we haven't seen a lot of Lamar Jackson because you're not going to play Lamar Jackson when you don't have your left tackle, you don't know who your left guard is. You don't have your right guard and your center is just learning to play center again, having done it in college, but Bradley Bozeman yet to do Mm -hmm. it in the NFL.
0: Well, I mean, look, uh, John Harbaugh isn't happy. I mean, he's just not going to be happy with the amount of guys that have mispracticed, whether it's Bateman or Lamar or Stanley or Zeitler, you know, I mean, he's, he's not going to be happy. There's one way that he likes to, Get his team into shape, and that is like like teeing it up every day in practice. He gets a lot out of it. He knows these young guys gotta play um eventually and you gotta get them into shape. And he has not had that opportunity yet to do that this you know, this offseason. However, the defense looks very strong. And so they've got to carry. Him. They're they've got depth, they've got playmakers. And I gotta tell you, Jason, every time I watch this. Odafay, Owe, I just get more and more impressed. You know, whether he's, you know, a gunner on the punt team, um, you know, whether he's running around on defense right now, special teams. I mean, he is an athlete to just, I mean, you just kind of want to put him in the Smithsonian and look at him. You know, I mean, he's, he's got that kind of a body. And I just think they're going to use him a lot of different ways. Now, that's one guy. But, you know, they're really kind of taking it easy on Calais and on Derek Wolf, as they should. But, I think Justin Ellis and uh, Matabuke, those guys have showed up. I think the linebackers are are for real. I think they're going to be well-coached, whether it's, you know, Queen in the second year or Malik Harrison or LJ Ford. I mean, they've got depth there. And I guess the question mark really is that secondary and what they're getting from Marcus Peters right now. Because I don't think they're getting a Pro Bowl corner. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the preseason. I like to see these guys really kind of step up here this week uh, in their second preseason game and really start locking some people down with Deshaun Elliott and Chuck Clark and the guys that they have back there.
1: Well, Baldy, every spring, every summer, the refrain is kind of the same with these guys. Um, is, is this the time where the offense takes the jump, right? Is this the year that they throw it downfield more and they do more outside? the hash marks, and they invested their first pick in the draft in Rashad Bateman. He's probably not going to be back till playing in games until mid-October, week four or so at the earliest. Hollywood Brown has barely practiced. Um, Sammy Watkins has, has, you know, they've taken it easy on him. Are we kind of fooling ourselves with that? Like, I I don't know, Baldy. I think they kind of are what they are, right? I mean, they didn't really get it. They're not going to have a chance to do much as a first-string offense in the preseason or training camp because Lamar missed the first day practices on the COVID list. I, I, you know what? I kind of feel like I'm falling for the okie doke again here. Like they're going to run the ball more than anybody else. Yeah. Lamar's going to have a thousand yards rushing. They're going to get stuff in the passing game off of that. And we're going to find out in January, if maybe there's some new wrinkles to that offense, but I think they default to who they are.
0: Oh, I don't, there's no doubt. There's not, they're going to run the football. JK Dobbins looks in excellent shape. I mean, he's ready to take it over, um, just like he did coming out of LaGrange, Texas, and going to Ohio State and kind of learning the offense last year. But, I mean, he's ready to go. Gus Edwards looks great. I mean, they're going to run the ball. I mean, I remember the first game of the season against Cleveland last year, and we thought Cleveland was going to be a lot better, and they they put up 45 points and ran them right out of the gym. I'm not predicting that again this year. Right. But that's that's who they're going to be. That's who they're going to be. They're going to be a difficult team to stop in the run game they're going to get a bunch of horses back, uh, whatever combination is going to be out there. Um, just the misdirection alone, Lamar's talent, the backs that they have, they're gonna run the ball really well. And they're gonna play great defense. And that's who they're good, and they're gonna play great special teams. Um, and so that's who they're going to be, Jason. And if you think that they're gonna come out there and, you know, balance it up and you know, throw for two fifty and and run for hundred and fifty. That's right. not who they're going to be. So my guess is we're going to see a whole lot of the same old Ravens that we've seen for the last three years. And they got to kind of work in Rashad Bateman in the passing game and the down, you know, the downhill uh, throws to Hollywood. You know, they're going to lean on Mark Andrews on third down and like I I think it's going to be more of the same once we start this season in September. Um, any doubt
1: in your mind, Baldy, that they are a playoff team?
0: Nope. They're a playoff team. I mean, you, you they, they just have depth and they play great defense and the special teams is always going to be a staple mm-hmm. um, of strength. And so to me, they shape up to be a playoff team. How far they go, you know, we got to see what they can do against Kansas City and Buffalo and yep. and probably Cleveland and some of the teams that we know that are going to get there. But they're a playoff team. Um, You know, are they going to be built for January better than they have been over the last three years? Uh, The season will dictate that.
1: Well, you mentioned the Browns. That's where we were going to go next anyway. um, Last year was not a fluke. That roster uh, is no joke. It's deep. They're fast. They're big. Uh, Baldy, when we get down to final roster cut down days and the waiver wires going crazy, um, it's going to be very different for the Browns because instead of them claiming, you know, two, four, five guys, they're going to lose two, four, or five guys because other people look at their depth and say, that's better than what we have right now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're just seeing really the development of Donovan People Jones. Yes. Uh, you know, the Osher six round pick, but a big, a big target that really, you know, is, you know, has a chance to be their Chase Claypool. You know, on the outside, a guy that can definitely win, you can go to, that you can trust. The offensive line was the best in football last year. They're nope. all back. Uh, they're developing a lot of depth there right now. You know, the fourth round pick, James Hudson's out there on the field. Uh, Chris Hubbard, you know, all the guys that got a chance to play last year a little bit uh, are only, you know, going to get better. Uh, they've got a mastermind in Bill Callahan that coaches that group. Yes. Uh there's there's strong demands there. The 1-2 punch of Chubb and Hunt is as good as there is in the business. Uh you know, and then it's a question of, you know, defensively, uh you know, where they're going to be. I, I you know, you can't take your eyes off Jeremiah Jeremiah Wusu yep. Kormoa, JOK right now and what he did is his first action as a Cleveland Brown he splattered players he was all over the field. He looked like he did when he was at Notre Dame. It's just a question of, you know, how they're going to use him. And, you know, is he a starter? Is he uh, a situational player? Um, but his talent is is ridiculous. And so uh, the question marks they have are probably at defensive tackle. But there's there's a lot of depth there. Guys that have played the game. Just a question of, you know, how well they play right now.
1: Baldy, one thing that struck me when I was there, um, Odell Beckham Jr. obviously is only what I guess now coming up on eight months removed from from his uh, latest surgery. They're not going to expose him to much in team drills. But when I watched him in individual sessions with um, Baker Mayfield and even when he's off to the side, he wasn't trying to catch one handed, ridiculous sideline passes from a jugs gun. You know, he wasn't doing highlight real stuff. He looked like somebody who was back to basics as a tactician. The footwork, that no extra steps, the necessary things needed to succeed in this offense, right? To do to look at what a guy like Hollywood Higgins did after he went down and say, well, why was he so effective? Oh, to give that sort of full buy-in to what Kevin Stefanski is asking of his receivers, I, I, I think Odell's going to – be a a very um, effective, productive player for them this year.
0: I do too, and there is a a real relationship between Stefanski and Odell. I remember talking to guys in Cleveland last year and Stefanski loved him. He loved his talent. He loved his work ethic. The year before, he had a a hernia surgery that he needed all year he didn't get. He was never himself. I think for the first time the Cleveland Browns are going to see the best of Odell Beckham. There was a huge package, a, just a tremendous amount of respect from Stefanski's standpoint, game planning for Odell. And of course, he got hurt early yep. uh, in the season. And so, you know, a lot of it, we saw some of it early, um, you know, reverse pass, reverses. I mean, just getting the ball into his hands. Yes. I think that's all up this year, Jason. And I th- I'm, I'm with you. I don't think this is about you know, showcasing talent and, you know, being a highlight reel. I think this is about understanding his role in a really good offense that's really well built and there's a place for him. And I don't – you know, he doesn't need to go out there and be, you know, front and center, um, you know, just just showboating. Like that's not what he's going to be. He's going to be a really solid player on a really good offense – and a really good football team. And I think he understands his role. And I think he's going to be fine with all of that.
1: On the other side of the ball, I, I found myself um, at times overwhelmed by just the flexibility they have with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney to move those guys around, to do different things with them. Now, none of us knows how many games Clowney's going to play. Like, that's obviously um, always the, the, the issue with him, but but I am buying on the whole the upgrades they made to the defense. I, I don't know that it's going to be top 10, but it also, with that offense, doesn't have to be top 10.
0: I'm anxious to see Jadavian. I'm a big fan. Jason, uh his issues have been injuries, of course, since he came into the league, but also because of the injuries, there's been a number of years where he just wasn't in shape. The yeah. type of shape that he needs to be in when he's in shape, Jason, he's as disruptive a player as there is. And as good as miles Garrett is, and he can be the league's best, um, just from the ability to collapse a pocket Mm -hmm. on any given play, uh, and just ruin your offense. Like miles has never had a guy opposite. And Olivier Verne's a good player, but he's not Genevieve Clowney. Um, he's never had a guy that could bring the heat like he can from the other side. And if you put those two guys out there and you're third and 12, good luck deciding how you're going to stop them. Because Clowney is, there was a point in Houston, even with a healthy JJ Watt, where he was their best player um, for a period of time and the most disruptive player they had. And if he, if he's in shape and I have a feeling he's in, the best shape we've seen him in in a while now. If he's in shape, like he can just take games over. He has shown flashes of doing it. Now, can he do it for 10 games, Jason? Can he do it for 12? Can he do it in January? It remains to be seen, but he has that ability. And so I'm anxious to see uh, if he can really turn it loose, be in in elite shape, and go out there and, and take games over the way he's capable of doing
1: Well, I I think I can speak for both of us in saying we expect the Browns to pick up where they left off at the end of last season as an ascending franchise and a real factor in the AFC. The question for the final team in this division, the Cincinnati Bengals, is can they pick up where they left off, you know, what was it, week 11 when Joe Burrow was lost for the rest of the year? Um, They they were a more competitive team. They were certainly showing signs of – blossoming on the offensive side of the ball but ball they, ball they have spent some time around them nobody's sugarcoating what Joe Burrow is going through right now from the mental or physical standpoint I don't think he's going to play in the third preseason game either we already know he, he he's not playing in the second one Um, and and there there seems to be a very healthy candid real dialogue between him the trainers and the coaching staff about how to handle this, and no one there is pretending that he's going to put his cape on week one. He's going to forget about everything he's just gone through and this the, the, this this incredibly arduous recovery, and he's just going to be him like he's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner, like he's going to be the All American. It it didn't work that way for Tom Brady coming off an ACL, and and this kid, you know, had multiple ligaments repaired.
0: Jason. <laughs> It, it this feels awfully rushed. It, it feels like it's too soon, and all the mental things that he's going through right now is real. Yes, and you and everybody's different. Everybody's different, and everybody's knee comes back differently. It's a new knee. It's not going to feel the same. It's not going to feel like you know when he was completing seventy seven percent of his passes at at LSU, and and really kind of looking awesome to start his NFL career last year um, and how he played really from week one against the Chargers. It's I don't know what the time frame is, but I know this, this stuff is real. This mental aspect to it. Um, he's on the field. He doesn't feel good. He's not stepping into his throws. Um, you throw with your legs until your legs feel great and you don't think about it. You're not going to, throw the ball the same that he has been. Uh and so I I kind of I really feel for him right now. Yes. The organization needs him out there, but they don't need him out there if he's not 100%. And I just feel the whole thing is rushed. Um you know, the time frame seems rushed. Um the 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 injury was bad. Like I just feel like he needs a lot of time here. And I don't know that they're giving it to him.
1: The practice I went to was his best in eleven on eleven so far, and 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 he had a, a beautiful throw to T Higgins and and a nice throw to Jamar Chase, and they got in the end zone for the first time against that Bengals defense that still has a ways to go. Um, but in the second eleven on eleven session, Baldy, like there was a he was touched, like he, like he, two defenders touched him because they broke through the line. They they surprised themselves how easily they got past the guards and they had to literally kind of hold Joe burrow up, you know, to to keep themselves from running right through him. Um, I, I, where are you with this offensive line? You know, center they've had to play Price more than they'd like because of in you know because their their starting center is coming back from from major injury himself. I think the left tackle might be better ultimately on the right side. I'm not sure the right um, tackle's a guy for 17 weeks, and they're figuring out their guards on the fly.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a it's a real makeshift group, Jason. It's not a it's not a position of strength. They drafted. Three guys this year, to, you know, whether it's Jackson Carmen, you know, who came out of Clemson, or Deontay Smith, they drafted in the fourth round, you know, out of East Carolina. You know, I mean, he's he looks like a basketball player out there. I mean, I don't know what his future is going to be. Trey Hill. I mean, yeah. they've drafted three guys, okay. Riley Reef has been his entire life at left tackle. Yep. They got him on the right side. Um, Jonah Williams is still, you know, we, we still got to see if he's the guy, I mean, his knee up before he ever started his NFL career. We got to see if he can be the guy. I mean, they just they you know they're they're trying to piece this thing together. It's got to be, you know, it's not. You know, I'd feel a whole lot better if the Cincinnati Bengals were the Cleveland Browns in the sure. offensive line, and sure. they're just you're about as far away from that as you can get. I'd feel a whole lot better about uh, the status of my quarterback if I could protect like that and run the ball like that, and I just don't know when that's going to come together because it's been a real question mark for a number of years now. And so they just have not been able to put it together. And it's it's been year after year. And I don't know that this is the year that it comes together, but it has to be a position of strength for this team to go forward and for this offense to develop because I have a lot of respect for Joe Mixon. Yes, um, You know, I think he's a heck of a back. He's never played behind an elite offensive line yet, uh, although I think he's got elite talent. And so it really remains to be seen right now if they can put that together because everything that they have going for it, on the outside, Tyler Boyd, Higgins, Chase, sort of depends on it right now.
1: Well, if if I'm a Bengals fan and I'm looking for silver linings, I'm not a big uh, preseason box score guy, Baldy, but they did run the ball. 33 times against the bucks. And they also threw it a ton, high percentage passes to their running backs. I, I talked to Zach Taylor, the head coach. I talked to Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator. I talked to Joe burrow and, Asked them all about how much they let they they lived last year an empty set five wide, yeah. um, no additional yeah. protection for this quarterback and and it's awesome because he processes so quickly and he can yeah. find the throwing lane or find the running game I mean yeah. find the running lane but Baldy there's obviously a risk involved in that as well and they too a man said that we need to be more balanced. We need to be under center more on first down, on early downs. We need to get into more play action situations. And we cannot live in shotgun empty set like we did a year ago. And we have to be more balanced. Now it's easy to say those things in July and August. And we'll see in the heat of battle what they call and what they they dial up. But I, I I'm I was I was I at least was appreciative that they all acknowledged that that became too much of their DNA and they can't just throw this kid back into those situations coming off what he's coming
0: off. of. Well, that, I mean, that was what his strength was at LSU was his empty sets and exactly what you said, Jason. I mean, processes information really quickly, but I, I saw this play the other night against Tampa. I mean, Joe Tryon, the bucks first round draft pick. I mean, just crushes the quarterback on an RPO and he's unblocked off the edge. You know, and if you're just in these empty sets and RPOs and whatnot, um, you know, and you just get free runs from a guy like Joe Tryon, uh, you know, you're going to get more of the same. And so I agree that they've got to really change the offense up. They've got to balance it up more, formations. uh, Two tight ends would be a good thing uh, on occasion. Yes. Uh, More play action passes. All those things can benefit the quarterback and the overall health of the offense right now
1: any uh, overall final thoughts on on this division Baldy?
0: well I you know the, the the question mark to me I think Cincinnati is where they're at right now uh, they're still building uh, again uh, but you know really the question mark is you know how quickly can Pittsburgh get back? Can they rebuild this offense line I, I think Cleveland and Baltimore are the class of the division mm-hmm. uh, Nobody in Pittsburgh wants to hear me say that or anybody else say that uh, that's a proud organization. And so how quickly can they kind of rebuild this offensive line, get the running game going, and can Ben return to form? Um, You know, and that's really the the big question mark to me about this whole division. And how quickly can they get competitive again because they really fell off at the end of the year last year and we all know what they have to do. And so if they can rebuild this offensive line and get the running game going and Ben can return to form – I think Pittsburgh can, you know, get back into the playoff mix.
1: Well, it's it's it. These games between these teams are generally really competitive. Um, yep. You know, even when Pittsburgh was the class of the division, they'd, they'd they'd find a way sometimes to lose to the Bengals or the Browns. It, it will be um, it'll be a fun watch all season long, and obviously, you know, the the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback situation and, and most of these teams will, will end up probably dictating things. We all hope Joe Burrow is is as fully healthy and and back to himself as soon as possible. Um, well, this has been our tour of the AFC North. We have now wrapped up all the divisions. So you guys, um, if you listen regularly, know where we stand. Uh, really on all 32 of these teams as we enter um, the midpoint of the uh, preseason schedule uh, thank you guys for listening and and please rate review give us feedback um, on Spotify iTunes wherever you get your podcast goodness you can find me on Twitter at Jason Lock you can find Baldy on Twitter at Baldy NFL you can find us at training camps and preseason games around this great country of ours and you will find us right back here next week as we continue to get you set for the start of the regular season on Baldi's Breakdowns.